0: Hey Brett, how would you say your expectations for our Christmas trip aligned with reality?
1: Uh, I didn't? Welcome to the Discover Your Wilderness podcast.
0: Let's dive into that. Because um, we we did quite a bit of, I feel like, mental preparation for this. Uh, we communicated quite a bit as a family. Uh, I know there was a lot of anxiety uh, and for various parties of the family as well going into this. Um, but let's unpack yours a little bit because I feel like you had a unique experience compared to the rest of us. Sure.
1: Going back to the value system that I went into this experience with, Megan and I knew that we were going to be maybe a little bit more price sensitive than other members of the family. So when we were discussing which which house to go with, which rental house we were going to go with, Megan and I found one that we thought met all of the needs at a price that was competitive with everything else. So Megan and I actually booked that one, and we felt the burden of the success and the enjoyment of the entire trip based on the fact that we kind of felt some ownership over that. With, Good choice. Yeah.
0: Now, I want to circle back. Is your price sensitivity situational? Or is it part of your core values? It's... Or both?
1: It's probably mostly my core values. I am a fairly value-seeking, frugally-minded individual, as is Megan. And it's in part, not that we were looking for something low price, but we would have been willing to spend more had we been making it more of a point to travel farther. But the fact that we were deciding, we were choosing to stay close to home, I didn't want to spend the same amount of money going local that I would have if I was traveling to a foreign country, for example. Right. So So it was definitely trip-influenced, but it is greatly a factor of one of my core values as mm-hmm. an individual.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're you're feeling some ownership for this space because you had been the one to pull the trigger and thus sort of influence the whole family towards that direction. Right. Though, to be fair, any one of us could have pushed back on that and said, actually, I'd rather spend a little more because in my experience... <laughs> And you and I have had a lot of great experiences with home shares, Airbnb, Verbo, whatever. But we've had a lot of terrible experiences with them, too. We've had a lot of last-minute cancellations on us. Uh uh, Or you get there and you're like, this is so not what I thought it was going to be.
1: We're sharing a bathroom with a bunch of other strangers. Right, right. And
0: so I feel like our rule, especially coming out of Europe, where so many of these really started coming, was... If it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Like, the whole you get what you pay for thing is so accurate. (laughs) So, I mean, there is a certain amount of we all said, yes, I like the idea of spending less. We don't want the fanciest thing. We outlined, as a family, it has to have X number of rooms. It has to have these kind of amenities and, and features and be in this kind of area or whatever. And so you found a place that checked all of our boxes as a family, and as a family, we all said we would prefer the cheaper option because we're all pretty frugal.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's a little bit interesting to me that you feel like you owned that. When that was, though you pulled the trigger and you put the money down initially, that was very much a group influence choice. Does that track?
1: Yeah. I. I think it comes back to that convincing that I did that some people were saying we're happy with option A and Megan and I were proposing option B and then we said, look, the value is going to be higher because we're getting something very similar in the house, the size of the house and the amenities, but the cost is lower. So we should do it this way. And so it was kind of my reputation on the line for the convincing that I had done. That Mm. if this was a bad idea, it was a bad idea that I convinced or or talked people into doing. Had I not done that, we would have gone with option A.
0: That you swayed us away from something, which is also a dangerous game to play. Because we really have no idea what option A would have looked like had we gone there.
1: True, true. There were some definite hiccups with this trip, such as arriving only to find out that it had been double booked our first night. Yeah, that was exciting. So we were not able to check in and we needed to shift course with everyone who was driving several hours to this location so that we could have somewhere to go. But even problem solving for that, Mm -hmm. that I think the whole week with that start kind of began not as expected we weren't able to get in and move in and get comfy so it meant i'm often slow to change my emotions also and i think it was well once that happened it was hard for me to let that run off my back and change my opinion as to my experience in this
0: yeah i think we all had a slightly bitter taste in our mouths once we got into the home it was a lovely home Uh, But the expectations were much higher than reality. Even like they said, yes, we have a Christmas tree. And we get there and we're like, oh, we have to set up said Christmas tree. And we have to find decorations for the Christmas tree. And all these things that I, I think we had envisioned. Cool. We'll show up and it will feel like Christmas. We'll check in. And then Monday morning we can hit the ground running. We can go and adventure and explore the area. And all of that had to be shifted back a little bit and and it there it was a little bitter for everybody
1: yeah yeah what about you so uh, i know that i felt the weight of wanting everyone to have a good experience because i felt like i kind of had ownership in it but what was your overall experience and how did you what what position or what role did you play if not the owner
0: so i feel like my core value being connection played out differently because i was anxious and i heard communications from other members of the family around the anxiety of having all of us what is it 14 of us Mm -hmm. uh in a house (laughs) in what two three thousand square feet for a week together and uh, how would we navigate activities? How would we navigate time management? How would we navigate food? Which ironically was probably one of the biggest pain points <laughs> was figuring out how to do meals, when to do meals, who was doing meals, etc. Uh, but the overall, my expectation was a little low. <laughs> I was just wanting us to survive without some major fight, some major thing breaking out every day. Um, And I actually think, especially considering this was our first full family vacation with all branches of a family together in years, and this was the largest that our family has ever been. And so I felt like overall there were some bumps, there were some hiccups, there were some moments of some miscommunication or some tension, but overall I feel like we did better than I had expected.
1: That's awesome. Now, you mentioned that we tried preempting a lot of the miscommunication by communicating early and often. That didn't always result in clear communication occurring, despite our best efforts. There there were still who's cooking what, who's eating when, where, who's paying for what food and such. How... Just like break that down. What what would you do differently or is that just an innate factor of you can only communicate what it is that you, you are half of the communication stream?
0: Right. Well, and it's interesting because when we got there, we hit the grocery store that first day and already... Several of us had questions around breakfast, that was kind of the the question mark because we had said we're all gonna, you know, I'll each take a day and, you know, divide it up and take turns cooking for everybody. Uh, and then somebody threw out what if we didn't do breakfast together, everybody fended for themselves for breakfast, and then we focus on dinners together as a family. But the loop was never closed on that, and so some people were operating off of the assumption, okay, we're all fending for ourselves, and some of us were aware that that had been thrown out, but that hadn't been established, whereas the previous plan had been established. And so we were going, I think we're still doing breakfasts all together, and so we had tried to communicate early and tried to put the options out there and make sure everybody was part of it, but it almost became a problem because in that democratic approach, we ended up introducing variables that were never fully addressed. They created some some really painful moments for certain people uh, as we had to sort of grapple with that and figure out what that meant.
1: And I attribute some of this to the fact that we are made up of a bunch of households that mm. we, you take care of your every meal when you're at home. Megan and I our every meal, mm. our parents and our siblings in their respective homes. Then when you come together, there is not, unless you say mom and dad, you own this, take care of us. There's this interesting power void or balance of, okay, well, I need to make sure that I'm taken care of, but also we think that we're doing something communally, and unless someone owns that and says, this is what's going to happen for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it can very easily be miscommunication, just proliferate, because 14 people can't always come to a consensus or you can't guarantee the clear communication between 14 people.
0: Right. Well, and it doesn't help that on the one hand, I feel like we're all pretty independent. Mm -hmm. I feel like we were raised to be pretty independent. We have embraced that and we are all pretty, uh, stand on our own two feet and figure it out for ourselves. And we've all traveled a lot and had to do that too. But we also all love spending time together, which is a great problem to have, that we love to go skiing together. We love to go hiking together. We love to go on adventures together. But sometimes together doesn't actually mean together, and we're still grappling with what that means. How much freedom is there and how hard... Are we willing to work to really make sure we're all together for things?
1: I think the clearest point of that example is when we went skiing and snowboarding. Because try as you may to be together, and we were going, in air quotes, together. As soon as one group goes up the chairlift... You're, you're not together anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be waiting at the top. And people are going to be strapping in. Or there's usually breaks between your family members with other people in between. So then someone else wants to go to a different thing, a different run. run and you're in the same location but mm-hmm. not proximate. And that is, is very much not the together That together looks like if you're watching a Christmas movie or something.
0: Well, especially because we were navigating a space that none of us had been to before. And so even getting down the hill meant exploring. And sometimes somebody ends up going one direction and somebody goes another direction. And now you're just hoping and praying you find each other at the bottom of the hill. (laughs) Like being together has to be a a very intentional choice of we're going to this place (laughs) And what will that look like? How will we stick together or when will we meet up? I think that's something we could have done better about is like time check-ins. Okay, everybody meet back at the lodge around this time. In between, do what you want, go where you want. If you are able to stick with other members of the group, awesome. But if we time box it, then we'll at least guarantee that we can check in, we can change groups up if we want. Someone can take a rest with little kids that are getting tired or whatever, but we can switch each other out. There was so little communication around that time boxing, and we just assumed we would be together, that we didn't. In fact, I didn't see a lot of us for the whole day.
1: Yeah, for an activity that we were doing together. Mm-hmm. A bit ironic. And that assumption, to the expectation of together... Even if you learn early on, okay, together is going to look different than what I thought. You have 14 people with different expectations of what that looks like, and it quickly becomes someone gets hurt or is sad because their expectation is not met. Mm-hmm. They, they don't get to spend time with who they wanted to spend time with, expecting that together would be different than what it actually ended up being.
0: Yeah, I want to spend a minute or so talking about Zion because that's another space (laughs) where our expectations really got blown out of the water. What happened? Because you initiated Zion.
1: Right. Megan, that was the one thing that Megan wanted to do while we were in southern Utah. So we made it a point to say we recognize together isn't always together. So we are going to go to Zion. Anyone else who's interested in going, this is the time we're leaving. Come if you will, don't, if you don't want to. Turns out everyone in our group but one decided to come. And we did kind of a caravan but then people needed to take like do side errands and stuff. By the time we actually got into the park I took a wrong turn, missed where we expected to go, so we set some expectations, had some communication as to what we were going to be doing for an activity that day. Others followed suit, and then the third and fourth part of the group went the correct way, and then the park was closed to anyone else entering past where we had gone. So, um... Two of our cars weren't able to actually get in and do the activity that we expected or wanted or planned, and we had to pivot, and that was...
0: I mean, the options for pivoting weren't great. I think that was probably the hardest part, is not only did we have to pivot, and by we, I mean you, but what you could do in that space that you had left in the park was so limited. It was so confined.
1: Right, right. So it was, uh, we'll make the best of an unfortunate situation, mostly because we couldn't communicate, right? If, if we were able to pivot, that's fine, but we weren't able to communicate that we had to pivot. We didn't get what we wanted to do. There might have been a way to problem solve, but it, it was another distinct opportunity or another distinct example of the difference of expectation in reality
0: now if we hadn't ended up going as a big group how would that how do you think that would have changed your experience that day
1: i mean it's hard to say what would have turned out if getting out of the house looked differently but it's i mean it it came down again to what does together look like because okay if we're all if we're all going because we want to do this activity and we're going at the same time so that we could, presumably, do it together then if everyone that we went with was in the same situation then we would have all been together doing something that was not the expected hike. But the fact that some people were there and others were somewhere else and we were neither together nor did some of us get what was expected I think it just made everything more complicated. Mm-hmm. That that it, I can't say if a smaller group or a different group would have went that it would have allowed us to get the expected hike in that we wanted, because there's no way of knowing.
0: Yeah, the moral of the story, kids, is use your maps a lot, <laughs> because it was so fluky that. Two of us got through and were just fine, and two didn't get through, and there was no way of for the two of us that did get through to know, until we got back to service, that you guys were stuck, that you couldn't come up, that there was no way for you to get to where we talked about. And so it, I think that was probably in my mind the most painful thing is, dang it, I wish I'd known that you guys were stuck because I would have rather gone and done a damn hike with you guys than wandering and exploring. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had a lovely time. Mom and I saw some fun stuff, and hiking with Sessa and the kids was good. But it wasn't what I'd expected either.
1: Well, it wasn't what we expected from a hike, but it was also frustrating that I love figuring out solving problems and I could not for the life of me figure out how we could solve this problem so if I had just if it was clear can't do it there was no way to solve it from the outset and I didn't have in the back of my mind maybe there's a way to solve this then we could have started off with trying to make the best out of a less than fortunate situation but it was always like well but maybe if it could have been different I don't think I was ready to release the expectation that I had. Holding on to that just caused the disappointment to linger.
0: Mm. Were you telling yourself a specific story about yourself?
1: I think I might have been. It was not necessarily about myself. I don't think as much as it was about the, the this should be solvable. Mm. So I don't think it was the weight on me solving it. It was this should be solvable. This should be solvable. What's what's the solution? What's the solution? And then there is no solution. There is no solution, and that dawns on you.
0: Mm-hmm. So this was Brett's therapy session for Christmas trip. Um, would you do it again? Obviously not exactly the same way we did it, but are you still? open and looking forward to another big family excursion
1: yeah of course i i would do it again i wish i could have let stuff slide off my back earlier and said you know what i'm gonna choose to have a good time with this i'm gonna choose to not let this stress me out i'm gonna communicate what i'm feeling part of it was my process for understanding what it was that i was feeling and then saying, okay, great. Now that I can identify that, I can work through it and I can realize how silly it is, but not not processing it because I was so hung up on what was going on, I didn't allow myself to. And had I done that, I might've been able to have less of an (laughs) anxious. So that's why I think going forward, I would be able to say, okay, great. These are the feelings that I've had. I can expect that this might happen. I'm going to be okay with it. I'm going to pivot and I'm going to choose to have a positive attitude anyway. Mm
0: -hmm. So it was a success if nothing else because we learned from it. (laughs) And we know what to do and what not to do better next time.
1: If if we have the exact set of problems, we'll know exactly what to exactly. do. Exactly.
0: <laughs> We're so ready for next Christmas in St. George with the whole clan and a weird verbo that kicked us out the first night. Exactly. Perfect. Perfect. So, we learned a lot. Hopefully, you have learned from some of our experiences. Uh, I know we are definitely pondering on this, and we've communicated uh, about a lot of this with our family as well, and so... We will keep learning from this. If you have any other thoughts, suggestions, or if you want to share your own expectation gap around family trips with us, we'd love to hear about it. You're not alone. You can find our email address in the show notes. And until the next time...
1: As Alicia dances.
0: we got some great boobytown.